Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 21 of Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to be reading verse 16. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And I'll stop reading there. Now we're continuing to read uh, God's commandments concerning the, the building of the ark. These are his directions to Noah. This is exactly how he was to build that ship that would provide deliverance from the flood that God would bring upon the earth at 120 years from, from the point that he first came to Noah to uh, reveal these things to him. And so Noah um, had to build an ark according to God's specifications. And we've already seen that in the giving of the information to Noah concerning the specifications, the instructions for building the ship that would provide deliverance, that God has hidden much truth in the words that were used. We saw this with the gopher wood, as the word gopher is related to brimstone. We saw it with the uh, back in verse four, 14. The word translated as rooms was related to nests. And we saw it with the word pitch. Actually, uh, the two words, uh, the two Hebrew words, they were two different words, but related, uh, that identified with atonement and ransom. And we saw it with the word within, that is the word house. And we have also seen through the dimensions given for the ark, the 300 cubits, the 50 cubits, and the 30 cubits, that these numbers identify with spiritual truths. Everything about the ark. Everything uh, um, had a deeper spiritual meaning, a gospel meaning. God um, was painting a picture, a historical parable. And as Noah would get to work and begin building that ship and, and building it according uh, to the way God said it should be built, he was actively living out and and drawing an illustration of God's salvation program, of his gospel program. And so too, here in verse 16, as the Lord continues giving further instruction, he says, A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. A window shalt thou make to the ark. Now, again, we've seen 
Um, the fairly typical English words have hidden meaning because of the Hebrew word that, that it's a translation of. And sometimes the translators didn't uh, fully understand why God was was giving a certain word, like the word pitch. It, it, it's not the word pitch, it's the word atonement. But when you're translating, and God is obviously um, speaking of a vessel, a ship-going vessel, well, how can you uh, translate it? Uh, you shall make atonement within, uh, and even the word within, make atonement for house and without with ransom. It, it just did not make sense to the translators because they were trying to fit it into the historical context. And and yet, literally, literally, and this is where some of the literal translations fail, like Jay Green's. He, he does not go with a literal word. But he also provides some, some meaning uh, as the translators tried to do. And yet, literally, God knew very well what he was saying because of all of the underlying uh, spiritual information he was giving. And it's the same way with the word window, with the Hebrew word translated as window. It's 6672 in Strong's Concordance. And there is no way that this word should have been translated as window if you're you're going to do a literal interpretation of uh, of the language of the original Hebrew or Greek, as a matter of fact, this may be one of the strangest translations of uh, even considering the previous translations where where uh, the word ness was translated as rooms, the word the word atonement as pitch. Well, here. Here uh, in Genesis 6.16, the Hebrew word window is only translated as window in this verse. It's found 24 times in total in the Old Testament, and 23 other times it's translated differently. Uh, the 24th is the, is the word window. This same word is found in Genesis 43 a couple of times. In verse 16, Genesis 43, verse 16, And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, Bring these men home and slay and make ready, for these men shall dine with me at noon. And in verse 25, And they made ready the present Against Joseph came at noon. The word noon is the word translated as window. It's found in Deuteronomy 28, verse 29, And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness. The word noonday. It, it is a translation of the same Hebrew word. Or in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 26, And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, 
and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon. And it's repeated in verse 27, And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them. And in verse 29, And it came to pass when midday was past. There, the same word is translated midday, and that's what noon actually is. It's the middle of the day. The day starts 6 a.m., six hours later, noon is midday, and then six hours after that is the end of the day. That's the, the biblical day. It's 12 hours long, according to Christ in the New Testament, or are there not 12 hours in the day? And, and so noon is the middle of the day. In Psalm 37, it says in verse 6, And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday, or as the noon, or as the window, as it's translated in, in uh, our verse. Also in Psalms, in Psalm 91, verse 6, it says, Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And one more verse in Amos, chapter 8, verse 9. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord Jehovah, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. So we see several times, even the verse in Deuteronomy 28, where they grope at noonday as in the dark, that that was a, a judgment verse. Psalm 37 says it, thy judgment as the noonday. Destruction Psalm 91, 6, that wasteth at noonday, and the sun goes down at noon. Darkness, when there should be light. And we, we can see that there is identification. There's a link between the word translated as noon and judgment. And, and that's in keeping with other items that that are to be part of the ark with the gopher wood as the word gopher was related to the word goateeth that that is the word for brimstone and the word pitch atonement and ransom they had to do with paying for sin and payment for sin is judgment you must suffer judgment in order to atone and make payment for your transgressions. And and so to hear as God is speaking of an item on the ark, a window. And there was a window, by the way, a window on the ark. If we turn to Genesis 8, it says in verse 6, And it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Now, the the word um, window here in Genesis 8, 6 is 2474. 
it, it's a, a perfectly good Hebrew word that God has used over 30 times in the Old Testament where it's been translated as window or windows. And, and here, of course, it's used in connection with the ark, the very same ark that God has given Noah directions on how to build. So the question really is, why didn't God use this word, Helon, 2474, the word that means window, when he was speaking to Noah and, and commanding him a window shalt thou make to the ark? Why, why not use that very word? And there can only be one reason why, and that's because God wanted to use this word that's translated as noonday in order to once again connect what he was saying with the building of the ark to judgment, to the wrath of God, and 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 to uh, what happens when the wrath of God is poured out. Remember, uh, well, we'll get into this again in detail, Lord willing, when we move into Genesis chapter 7, and we read of the seven days warning that God gave to Noah, and and yet we're fully aware that Second Peter chapter 3 ties one day with a thousand years, and the warning of seven days was actually a warning of, of 7,000 years. You have 7,000 years, mankind, to gain entry into the Lord Jesus Christ that the ark typified, and then the door will shut. And it was seven days later that God shut them in. And and then the Lord's salvation program comes to a close. And, and that took place on May 21, 2011, after 23 years, 8,400 exact days, to the very day, as May 21, 2011, had the underlying date, of the 17th day of the second Hebrew month. And that's the self-same day that God shut the door of the ark after that seven-day warning. So the Lord has indicated that that's the beginning of Judgment Day, the beginning of the pouring out of his wrath, and it was also the end of the Great Tribulation. And the Bible tells us Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon does not give its light, and so forth. Through using the word translated noonday, where the Lord has um, elaborated further in other places about a darkening of the sun at noonday, he is further emphasizing further stressing and directing our focus on judgment, on the wrath of God and what will happen once the judgment does come. There will be no more light of the gospel. And and so it says literally a noon or noonday or midday shalt thou 
make to the ark. And, and so we know that uh, it must also be referring to the window. And it could be, since the noon is directly in the middle, maybe the window was directly in the middle of the ark, directly above. We, we don't know that information. But we can, later on, we're not going to uh, try and discuss this now, but when God speaks of the window in chapter 8, the window in which the the raven goes forth and the dove goes forth, we, we need to remember that window is tied to the noonday, which is tied to judgment. And, and so it may, um, and certainly will have other elements that have to be taken into consideration when we're looking at the window. But here, let's continue in Genesis 6.16. A window, a noonday, shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the word finish um, here is 36.15 in the Hebrew concordance. And it's the word that's used uh, concerning Solomon's temple. The house was finished. We're not going to turn there, but 1 Kings 6.14 and 1 Kings 6.38 use the same word concerning the finishing of the work on the temple. The construction was finished. It's also the word translated as ended in Jeremiah 8.20. The summer has ended. And, and so we could understand this in a cubit, shalt thou end it above. And it's the same word translated as accomplished in Daniel 11, verse 36, when the indignation be accomplished, pointing to the wrath of God. And so, uh, actually, with the house finished, we can see the completion of God's salvation program as the house was a picture of the living building made up of living stones of all of God's elect. And and once God saved the last of the elect, the house of God was finished. And it points to the conclusion of God's salvation program when the last name recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life, that last soul to be saved, was saved. Then God, as it were, finished the ark. He he completed it. And then at that point, he's able to shut the door and and to pour out his wrath. That's what happened leading up to May 21, 2011. The Lord moved in his people to conduct themselves as watchmen. And they saw the sword of the wrath of God coming on the pages of the Bible. Therefore, they blew the trumpet. And the trumpet identifies with the voice of Christ or the word of God. Again, uh, relating to the Bible, they declared what the Bible said, which was blowing the trumpet. The world was warned with a worldwide proclamation, uh, unprecedented in the history of the world. That's a fact. Never before in all human history, in all the history of of time that the world has seen over 13,000 years had the nations heard 
proclaimed and declared with authority. It was a very certain sound, because if you give an uncertain sound, who will prepare themselves to the battle? So it was a very certain sound. That's how God willed it and and opened up the information to his people so that it would be declared in absolute terms, May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. This was the message broadcast to the four corners of the earth, the uttermost parts of the earth, however you want to put it, the nations heard. The nations of the elect heard and were taught and baptized in the Holy Spirit and all the nations of the elect became saved and God completed his salvation program the ark's construction is very similar um, in idea to the construction of the house of God. It, it points to Christ. It could also point to his body. And the ark was finished. Now it became a vessel to deliver, a vessel of refuge for the children of God. And, it, and at that point, uh, scriptures such as in Isaiah 26, Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee for a little moment, and so forth. The indignation will be overpassed. God's people enter in. All of the elect come into Christ, and then God shuts the door and ends it. He finishes his salvation program, Finishing the house or finishing the ark, and it's simultaneous with, with the wrath of God being poured out. It's simultaneous with the judgment on the inhabitants of the earth. And, and so this has some relationship here. A window or a noonday shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. You will accomplish it. You will end it. And, and so forth. Well, then it goes on to say, in the next part of verse 16, And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. The door of the ark, of course, is very important. It's that door that would permit entry, and it's that door, once shut, that would keep everyone out of the ark that desired to enter in and and God controls the door God controls the door it's significant that Noah or Noah's wife or or his sons or their wives shut the door in Genesis 7 God is very specific the Lord shut him in God took action He's the one that closes the door. And that's what the Bible tells us. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has the keys. And what he opens, no man can shut. And what he shuts, no man can open. And and so the the door is extremely important. Like every other word that we've been searching out, we just check the Bible. and And we find... A biblical definition. We'll see that God does provide a very clear definition of what the door of the ark represents 
and and it really um, fills us in concerning his salvation program when when the door is open or when the door is shut. Also, it's significant that the door was set in the side thereof. Lord willing, we'll take a look at that in our next study. And, and, and if you have time, check out the words lower, second, and third, especially the word lower. The word lower, um, the, the ark was set in three stories, the, the three levels. And God doesn't say first, second, and third. He says lower, second, and third. And that's because when a ship, a vessel like this, is set in the water, or once the flood would come and lift it up, what happens to the first floor, to the first story of the ship? It sinks below the water line, and it becomes the lower portion. And that portion is in the water. The the other portions of the ship are above the water, but there is a lower portion that that goes along, and all the time the water was covering the earth, this portion would have been submerged. It, it would have been beneath the water, the water that represents the wrath of God. And it's very possible that Noah and his family lived in the lower level of the ship. You know, the Bible does... Um, indicate that when we're bidden to a feast, and being bidden to a feast is is um, basically like being called to Christ or or gaining entry into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible tells us when you're bidden in um, Luke 14 in verse 8, when thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room lest a more honorable man than thou be bidden of him. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place, and thou begin with shame to take the lowest room. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room, that when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that sit at meat with thee, for whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. So the believers, the true children of God, the elect, when they're bidden, they go to the lowest room. And and so it's very possible that Noah and his family had uh, their rooms on the ark in the lower level, the lowest level. And actually, um, I was on a ship in the Navy, and below deck is where the bunks were, and and so many of the crew slept in levels of the ship that were beneath the waterline. It's a fairly common uh, thing for a vessel to uh, to have its company beneath the waterline. Well, that can prove very interesting. Very interesting as we're looking at what God is doing during these days after the tribulation, what God is doing with his elect who are still living on the earth.
you know, it is as though Judgment Day came. Well, that's not as though. That's a fact. That's what the Bible teaches on May 21, 2011. But it is as though we gain entry into the ark at that point. We entered into that safe chamber. The door was shut behind us. And and then uh, it is, again, as though we're floating upon the water. Or we're floating in the ship that is upon the water. As the wrath of God is destroying everything around us, we are safe and secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet, a portion of the ship is beneath the water. And the, the lower portion. And it, I think it's interesting how through this word, God does relate our experience today with what happened um, with the construction of this ship and the experience of Noah and his family. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.